What's up, Southeast Michigan Podcast? On this week's episode, we're actually not going to be talking about Michigan sports, but another sports documentary. Uh, <clears throat> on today's episode, we'll be talking Bad Sport, Netflix series, and this episode is going to be Hoop Schemes, titled Hoop Schemes. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Sign Up Expert. When our community wins with us, we want to ensure you maximize your ROI. Line shopping for the best odds matters, and this is why any profitable sports better needs to be using multiple sports books. Thankfully, there's never been a better time to get signed up, and we are here to connect you with the best promotions industry-wide. Using our link, signupexpert.com backslash southeast, you can get access to all the sports books in your region, along with a review of each platform and its unique features. Most importantly... This page automatically connects you to the top promotions at each book, allowing you to start uh, line shopping with enhanced bankroll. If you want to take advantage of these benefits, support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sports book at signupexpert.com backslash, backslash southeast. So yes, you know, I just now realize I look like, you know, we're up on YouTube now, yes, second episode on video, and uh, I'm wearing like a one of my work shirts and like a, it's like camo green with a black lettering. I got my, uh, my neck, my black necklace on right now. I look like Vladimir Zelensky, the Ukrainian president right now, I'm like down in my bunker <clears throat> talking to Wolf Blitzer or somebody, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So <clears throat> yes, we're, we're up on YouTube now, video, audio, all that stuff. Like, share, subscribe, five-star review. If you're so kind, been free and available wherever you listen or watch now. Um, <clears throat> links and everything in the description box for you know Twitter, or uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, join the page for discourse there. <clears throat> but anyways, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about Michigan sports when we do it, and we talk about the sports documentaries. You know, let uh, let me know. You know if you've seen it or not. Give me your thoughts, but we did one other documentary review so far, and it was the Michigan Ohio State one um, called Tiebreaker, about the 1973 Michigan Ohio State football game that ended in a tie. Ohio State went to the Rose Bowl, Michigan did not, based on athletic directors and their voting it was the system at the time. Anyways, enough about that. So go ahead, uh, scroll back a few months if you want to listen to that one. But either way, this is our second documentary. Uh, review <clears throat> and I don't know. Uh, I'll give you my review at the end out of a, a rating to 10, 1 to 10, and uh, tiebreaker was 7.9. So I might have raised that bar a little bit high there because my bias and it towards Michigan and stuff like that. So I'll give you my uh, my score on this one uh, at the end. So again, on Netflix, there's a series uh, called Bad Sport. I believe there's six episodes in that series, and uh, the first one we uh. We're about to hit up hoop scheme. So you never heard of the other, uh, this was probably, I can't remember. I know it's like the late eighties, early nineties. There was one called hoop dreams and, uh, about, uh, two, um, high school basketball players going to college and stuff like that. And so, yeah, they kind of, they, they kind of a little played, uh, or played a little uh, off that in this one with the name. All right. So <clears throat> I, right, let me, I'm, I'm all, all over the place here. All right. Um, so the, the, the synopsis 
on IMDb is, you know, a gambler and players involved in a 1994 Arizona State basketball point shaving scandal describe how and why they plotted to fix games for a payout. So to be honest, when I first watched this, this was uh, this series dropped in 21. And so I think about that time is when I watched it for the first time. I rewatched it uh, just recently to get like a, a refresher. Uh, this literally took just the same time frame as as the Fab Five um, and the whole <clears throat> Chris Webber, Jalen Rose thing, but it wasn't until a few years later that uh, the whole Fab Five and Ed Martin and all that stuff came to light. Uh, really, you know, after Chris Webber was with the Sacramento Kings, and then this this essentially happened all in you know a year's time. Uh, so, or actually, I want to say, yeah, year's time, and then, um, our, our main character in this here, you know, he was, uh, I think, finally arrested in 1997, but we'll get to it, we'll get to it, I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. This is only my second documentary review, so bear with me if I, uh, if I skip around a little bit. So, background, head coach Bill Frieder takes over a basement-dwelling Arizona State basketball program in 1989. Uh, the Sun Devils, at this point, had not made an NCAA tournament appearance since 1980-81. So Bill Frieder was the head coach at Michigan for nine seasons, composing a record of 188-90, and 90, with four tournament appearances, not including the 88-89 Michigan season, one NIT championship and one Sweet 16. Right before the 88-89 tournament, Frieder accepted the Arizona State job when, at the time, Michigan Athletic Director Bo Schembechler fired him and named Steve Fisher the interim head coach. Steve Fisher would lead Michigan through the tournament to win the school's only national championship, defeating Seton Hall in overtime. Our main character in the story, however, is Steven Smith, a.k.a. Headache Smith. And if you look online or see the the subtitles because i you know i'm i'm getting older now so like uh you know with the kids running around the house or you know with the volume always going up and down when you're watching shows i always watch with closed captioning now especially like shows like game of thrones where there's a lot of dialogue going on and headache here is spelled h-e-d-a-k-e because apparently according to wikipedia uh they were when i think it was headache's mom had a license plate uh, because he was such a pain in the rear end when he was growing up, so that you got that name Headache, but they spelled it the, the way they did so they could fit on a license plate. Um, Smith began his career in the 1990 season at Arizona State, and our story here picks up during early January of 1994 in his uh, final few months as a senior. The Sun Devils record, or excuse me, record during Headache's freshman through junior years were 20 and 10, 19 and 14, and 18 and 10. Now let's get into the senior year. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Uh, <clears throat> so, teammates Dwayne Fontana and Isaac Burton, both, and, and real quick too before we go, I, I gotta mention this. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoilers will be dropped in this. I said that in the, in the tiebreaker one. Essentially, like I said, it just kind of happens organically, but we're for the most part, we're going to go from start to finish of my notes of, of uh, watching the, the whole thing to its entirety. So, again, spoiler alert, um, if you don't want to be 
uh, ruin on everything, whatever, but we're just going to go top to bottom, T to B here. All right, so yeah, teammates Dwayne Fontana and Isaac Burton make note of how difficult it was getting by his college kids. Uh, Fontana mentions that he was getting $103 a month allowance for food and amenities, and then uh, this leads into headache, noting that he was you know, ready and confident for the possibility of the NBA in the future, and his relationship with uh, a campus bookie named Benny Sillman kind of took place. Um, well, really during his freshman year, he, he knew of uh, Benny Sillman, but uh, started to build more of a relationship uh, as time went on, especially his, uh, his senior year. So next, we were introduced to Joe Gagliano, who was trading bond futures in Chicago in his early 20s. Joe describes a phone call he received from Benny Sillman. Again, Benny Sillman was a campus bookie at Arizona State who knew uh, they knew um, each other from uh, Joe's brother. And Benny tells him that he has a fix in for college basketball, says he has a starting point guard for the Sun Devils in his pocket. Benny says, headache is in my book op- bookmaking operation, and, he- and he's in for $10,000 and has no way to pay me right now. So, basically, Headache Smith starts gambling, gets himself into a hole, and uh, the only way to get out of the hole is to essentially buy your way out or win your way out of, uh, of the situation. So, Joe and Benny, of course, then use that leverage, so Headache and the point shave, uh, shaving, uh, excuse me, use that as leverage, so Headache and point shave the, and manipulate uh, all the games. Headache said he would do it, but doesn't want to lose. So Headache Smith is all for it, but he doesn't want to at least throw the games to lose. So when they got, when we'll get into it now, uh, you know, in a, in a few moments, but when these guys start making these bets, it's always uh, to win. Well, at least Headache has, as long as he wins, he's good. But you'll see there's a, a, a slight hook. So Joe and Benny are going to uh, give Headache 20000 a game for two games. Headache Smith then recruits teammate Isaac Burton to join the scheme. Tells him it would be okay to miss some shots if I tell you to. <laughs> Question mark. Uh, Burton was apprehensive at first, but then concedes. Joe targets two games on Arizona State's schedule, where the Sun Devils would be favorite in the matchup. Uh, those would be in Oregon and Oregon State. So again, Joe Cagliano, man from Chicago, who knows uh, Benny Sillman, the bookie, because of the of uh, Joe's brother. So I want to make that clear. So Joe is basically going to be flying to to and from Vegas from Chicago throughout this whole thing. So uh, Joe, again, he's like 23, lives in Chicago, uh, has a lot of money, or making you know. Doing very well financially for himself at a young age. Joe's going to take out $500,000 from his savings. So then he does fly to Vegas. And by betting just under ten grand at numerous hotels, he's avoiding detection or, or, or raising suspicion. So when you go, I don't know how it is now, but the way he talks about, well, the way Joe talks about in the in the documentary is when you go to a casino or sports book and you bet down ten grand or more, there's, got, there's like a form or a, a, a piece of paperwork called CTR, which basically it's like on file that you may, that you put it down 10000 or more. So in this case, he's going to each of these casinos 
and laying down 9900 that way it's supposed to be under the radar and you don't have to generate a CTR form <clears throat> all right so Joe and his dad and his buddies all get the money laid out they're ready to go uh, so 500,000 on the line here and first game up is against Oregon State Arizona State was favored by 12 and Joe told headache don't win the game by more than six points so Joe is trying to give himself a little leeway so if he tells you know headache the line's 12 you don't want to set yourself up to where like you start letting you know either putting the foot on the gas or letting the, the uh, letting the foot uh, off the gas pedal you know what I'm saying so by giving that cushion there um, there's there's a little uh, a little leeway uh, so the final score this first game right here headache just wants to be in for two games 20,000 apiece get out uh, the final score ended up being 88 82 so they hit the six point or the six uh, point magic number and then Joe hits for 1.1 million so doubles his money and so far so good now second game up against Oregon the the, the Ducks now we're getting a little now we're looking a little more aggressive here Joe puts down 1.2 million on Oregon so line open up again here at 12 or 12 and a half Joe calls up help uh, excuse me Joe calls up headache and says Magic numbers number is, is six again. Don't win by more than that. During the early stages of this game, Arizona State gets up on Oregon quickly by 15 points, and and Hedick Smith or Seven Smith hasn't even scored yet. Uh, Dwayne Fontana, who was not in the scheme, comments that Hedick wasn't as aggressive in this one, not playing like himself, so definitely like raising an eyebrow or two. And uh, the Oregon State game, Hedick scored 39 points. This game was harder for him to control because the other team is like, like, like I said, Fontana were just playing well. So it was a collective effort. So again, in this scheme, it's only, it's only headache and, uh, and Isaac Burton. Now, uh, headache leaves this game with a freak ankle injury because of what's at stake. Smith gets it taped up and comes back in. So, you know, you, you <laughs> you're watching the game, you know, I can only imagine Joe watching this game and, and seeing, uh, Smith get out and it's like, oh boy, what did I? <laughs> you might chalk this up as just as, as, a, as a loss here. But Oregon plays a better second half, and Arizona State doesn't do enough to. Uh, uh, Arizona State does enough to win again by six points. So two for two. A lot of pressure was with this game because Smith had the intentions of just uh, doing two fixed matchups. But as you'll see in a moment, it just uh, they just keep digging further and further um, as we get along here. So Joe brings in 2.5 million. Burton and Smith get paid that night, and these two goofballs go on a shopping spree, essentially blowing every single dime they made on this. Um, on clothes, shoes, cars, jewelry, I think, was it uh, Headache Smith, you know, bought a, uh, I forget the name of the vehicle, but it was a GMC. Was it a Typhoon? Or something it was a, it was a SUV that I never heard of before until I watched this but they, you know they tint the windows out you know soup up the engine put the rims on of course they're getting all the ice the jewelry and so they, they're kind of walking around not hiding it and that's kind of how the 
the the Michigan thing was post Fab Five. You know, you got a lot of these guys, you know, walking around not hiding anything, not, not being very discreet about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, at this point in the doc, you meet Kent Summers, who was a journalist covering Arizona State athletics at the time. He got a tip um, that Hedding Smith from the basketball team um, has been seen with a new vehicle, wearing a lot of high-end clothes and accessories. And to Kent, it didn't make a lot of sense because he knew Smith was a shoo-in for the NBA. So he didn't think he would, if you know, if anything nefarious was going on, you know, that he would be accepting gifts or or bribes or stuff like that because you know he's if he you know continues the trajectories on, he'll be in the NBA making money, you know, in no time. So again, Joe Gagliano, the the dude from Chicago here, the uh, guy kind of financing everything, you know. Yeah, makes that $1.1 million, bets it, brings home $2.5 million. Now he's going to back to Chicago, assuming the partnership is done. Again, two in, two out, that's it. According to Joe, he then gets a phone call from Headache, says he wants to put 20000 on himself versus UCLA the next day. Joe said, okay, you got Arizona State for plus four for 22000 So, match number one from six to four here. However, Headache says, no, that's bullshit. So apparently, you watch this, apparently that phone call went two different ways. Joe sees it one way, Headache sees it another. Um, headache doesn't really elaborate on on what actually transpired, just said, you know, it's bullshit, <laughs> apparently. But that's what Joe says. So with a minute to go in the game, okay, against UCLA, it's a tide, 70. 70 apiece. With just a few seconds remaining, UCLA goes up to 76 70. So we're, we're, we're plus two right now going the other direction. Headache is calling for the ball. Now, this is like one of the, like, it's kind of funny in a way, but he's got to get to four somehow, right? Anything four or less. So with like just seconds to go, game's over with, right? You can't foul and, and, Hope for a missed free throw again, or a one-on-one, whatever. So Headache is calling for the ball. He dribbles up the floor and just fires an absolutely meaningless shot for a, a three-pointer and just misses. And Fontana says Headache was distraught, but, you know, and, and pissed and upset. And he was like, who cares? We wouldn't have won anyway. So now Smith, Headache Smith is now 22000 in the hole with Greg. So now, now... You're in now. You're in a position where it's like you're in this life now for good, almost. And so, with Southern Cal, USC came coming up. Greg and Benny, Benny the the bookmaker from campus. You know now they have headache for at least one more game, right? So they got them. They got them hooked. So Joe goes out, flies to Vegas. He bets two point five million on USC. The line was eleven. Line opens up uh, at 11. So, again, if you guys aren't familiar with sports betting, you have a game, doesn't matter the sport. You got that spread, and depending on how people bet, that line can fluctuate. Doesn't say, it doesn't stay specifically concrete at that number. And depending on what sports book you go to or what app you use, it's all different. That's why, you know, the Sign Up Expert website, whatever, you know, you can, it's how you line shop, right? You check out what Caesars is saying, you check out what, um, MGM is saying it's all over the place. 
so once again, Joe has Arizona State for no more than six if they win. So the magic number is back to six. So in this game, USC goes out and just absolutely obliterates uh, the Sun Devils. They, USC wins 68-56. Now, Dwayne Fontana was upset. And you notice his team is breaking down and is upset that he's busting his ass every night and not seeing the results. So they just come out flat on their face and just get trounced by, by the Trojans. Now, it's good news for Joe and the boys here with the money because Joe cashes in for $11 million. May I not forget to mention Greg is only 23 years old at the time. So again, making hand over fist money from his 9 to 5, which was trading uh, stock futures, and now he's playing money here on college basketball, and he just cashed in for $11 million on this uh, USC game. So good for Headache's wallet, I guess. Good for Isaac Burns' wallet for the moment. And then, of course, Joe um, is getting a hefty payout himself. So. This is where you should have stopped. You should have stopped even probably before the USC game. But now it's it's going to start coming full circle here, and it's going to start ruining these, these young people's lives here uh, for their foreseeable future. Uh, so Benny, the, uh, the bookmaker, calls Greg and tells him a local bookmaker, another one in the area, heard about the plot and wants in as well. I believe this person was called Big Red. And at the end of the documentary, nothing is mentioned of, of Big Red. So, you know, maybe Big Red got off scot-free. I don't know. And Greg doesn't want to do any part of it. At least he says so in the doc. Uh, but if Benny gets caught, he knows he's screwed. So he feels like he might has you know, might as well get in on it and, and feel at ease knowing, you know, how it's being done, how it's being handled. So you're, you're just kind of, you know, Greg feels at this point, yeah, I'm just going to have to... Uh, I'm going to have to just get my hands in on this one, even though I don't want to. So, Sun Devils are set to take on the Washington Huskies. Now, Joe lays $3 million on the Huskies, and that moved the line significantly. So, this one, again, opened up at 12 points, and at the end of it all, up until game time, it moved down to three. And while he's going from casino to casino, betting all this, you know, he put had uh, he had put most of his money on uh, when the line was at seven, so it had fluctuated. So he's not guaranteed to win everything back at one uh, line number. It depends on the time that he walked in and placed it. So at this point, we we're introduced to uh, Joe Lodge, a former assistant district attorney of Arizona, and he notes that a typical line moves ten times before a game takes place. This Arizona State versus Washington game, the line moved 44 times. So the authorities took note of that. Now, doesn't really go into in-depth of how, like, big uh, Big Red was, you know, but, you know, he's got his his ring, his source of people. So, you know, um, a lot of money was moved around on this. Now, the, the USC one, um, I believe it was the USC one, Greg felt somewhat at ease because that was Super Bowl weekend. And there's a lot of big money getting played around. Obviously, a lot of people bet on the Super Bowl, so uh, that much money around wasn't raising enough eyebrows. But here, when you're laying down uh, this on a game that's kind of, I'll say it, about this point. I mean, we're at the end of February now, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, it's just not Super Bowl weekend. So, big betting on a 
almost kind of meaningless game to most is going to obviously raise uh, caution, raise concern, eyebrows, whatever. So for this Washington game, Isaac Burns said headache didn't mention anything to him about this one. So going in, Headache Smith is the only one who knows that the scheme's still on. He's the only one involved or acting upon it. So, again, as far as Burton concerned, he thought Smith was not point-shaving uh, point heading into this game. So Joe's magic number isn't six this time, it's three. So Joe heads to his room while Washington was up by double digits in the first half. Falls asleep during it, okay? And mind you, this is 1994, so you don't have cell phones where you just whip it out and, and look at your, at your scores, right? So he wakes up a few hours later and heads down to the, the sports book feeling... Moderately confident because, you know, moderately confident he hit his bed because of the state of the game when he cocked out. Like, up by double digits, Arizona State looks flat again. They just don't look great. Um, Fontana, Burton, and Smith note that uh, Coach Bill Frieder rips them an absolute new asshole in the locker room uh, during halftime. And Frieder tells them that, you know, the FBI is looking into this team uh, and this game is under investigation. Anybody have anything to do with it, they better let me know now. So, kind of made everybody nervous. And uh, the final of the game, Washington 55, Arizona State 73. 18-point W, Joe loses $3 million. So, that Monday, the news coverage was all over the baffling sports betting that took place on the game. Newspaper clippings, art, everything, all over the news. So to put this all behind him mentally, Hedick Smith said that he withdrew from all his classes, didn't graduate, basically try to just kind of run from it all. Um, now, the FBI, the authorities are already looking into this, so it, it was just it was just a matter of time. It didn't matter, you know, what 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 happened. It was just really just uh, too much, too many alarm bells going off. So headache, you know, felt that him being the highest scorer in Arizona state history and being a male athlete of the year that he was going to be drafted. Now, again, before all this, he was, like I said, a lot of people thought he was going to be shooting at the end of the NBA. Um, and you know, when, when teams, NFL, NBA, MLB, when they, when they go ahead and draft people, obviously they're going to do their, their homework on you. They're going to do as much research as humanly possible because they're investing all, all their resources millions of dollars into you and so you know they want to make sure they're getting a good return on their investment so um you know headache he ends up going undrafted right and this is going to be the same draft that you got grant hill danielle marshall juan howard uh a lot of big names uh were in this one in this draft class so Shortly after, and you know, I don't know specifically like what month or weeks or how in between these events are, but after the draft, Joe gets a phone call sometime later from the FBI letting him know uh, he is a target in the criminal prosecution uh, regarding the Arizona State matter. So from what the FBI tracked down, it said uh, it was said to be $8.7 million were uh, in on fixed games. And they uh, also spotted the money transfers to Stevan Smith. So they didn't do a very good job at uh, at covering the tracks uh, in some aspects. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, this cost Hedick Smith, you know, a shot in the NBA. And 
You know, Isaac Burton was a solid player himself. He he uh, basically bounced around Europe and and uh, and everything, not NBA. Um, but Isaac Burton, you know, he got three years probation, 200 hours of community service, and $8,000 fine. Uh, Joe Gagliano, uh, the money mover here, he got 15 months in prison and three years supervised release. And Headache Smith received a year and a day in prison and also an $8,000 fine. So at the end of the day, uh, it didn't say anything about like vacating wins or anything like that. But um, it obviously did show that you know these guys were punished and uh, their adult lives were affected by it. Um, you know, I, I was trying to... I was trying to look at recruiting classes or like what how, how highly touted these guys were coming out of high school and you know internet only goes back so far in terms of that stuff like I think the farthest I could go back on uh, basketball reference was like 1999 so not even close because um, I was just curious what uh, you know what these guys were were rated as you know like McDonald's All Americans all that stuff um, but yeah so. I mean that's really the gist of it. Um, again, it, it's it was very interesting. Like I said, I never knew anything about this, uh, you know, and it all happened about in the same time uh, the Fab Five was was going on. So, you know, Stephen Smith uh, has got a lengthy career history. I mean, he played for the Dallas Mavericks for like eight games in 1997, but I mean, he was just all over the place in different leagues, foreign leagues. Um, but yeah, he was two time first team all Pac 10 in 93 94. Um, he was, according to Wiki here, he was on the 1993 U21 uh, FIBA World Championship national team. So again, the dude had. Uh, the dude had a, a, a very good shot. Um, if anyone's curious, his career-wise at Arizona State, he was averaging 14.5 points per game, two steals, three and a half assists, two and a half rebounds, and 0 0.1 block. Um, Three-point percentage was 36. He was a 77% free throw shooter. And uh, the, was it the 1992-1993 season when they went 18-10? and 10, They went, uh, they were, um, they got bounced in the NIT the first round. That was when he was averaging 20 points. So he definitely, he definitely could light it up. And the funny thing is, is after Hedding Smith left, um, after he, you know, had a senior year, Arizona State the following season went 24-9 and uh, got to the Sweet 16. So they got to the Sweet 16 without Smith. Um, and then Bill Frieder went 11-16 and 10-20, and 20, and uh, he was essentially let go uh, afterwards because 1997, like I said, is when really the, the punishment started to be handed down. And so, at, uh, you know, Bill Frieder has an interesting – Coaching career, like I said, was at Michigan, you know, had had Michigan on the up, I guess you would say, in the mid-80s, you know, winning enough to get out, you know, bouncing the second round, got to the Sweet 16, and then, you know, had a championship-level team 
gets to the national championship, but they get to that point without him. Steve Fisher interims in. Um, but yeah, Arizona State was absolutely down in the dumps, and he got them turned around in uh, a lot better shape, but it didn't end well. Um, Isaac Burton, again, if you're interested, he played uh, two seasons there, at least that's on uh, reference.com. So um, his junior and senior year, he put up stats per game. Career-wise, 14 points, three boards, two assists, steal and a half, and just under, I want to say, well, I say just under, but just 0.2 blocks. Um, he was a 80% free throw shooter, and uh, not much of a three-point shooter. He had 32, but uh, a percentage there. But so there, there you go. So, hoop schemes. Thought it was solid. Thought it was a nice kickoff of this bad sports series on Netflix. Like I said, there's six in total, and I would not be surprised. You know, I don't have a a schedule about doing another bad sport episode, but I wouldn't. I mean, it's going to happen eventually. Um, so, like I said, I gave Tiebreaker a 7.9 when we did it. That was around the Michigan Ohio State game. That was just a fitting time to do it. I would probably give this episode hoop schemes here a seven point. I say a seven point three. I say a seven point three. Now I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I'm probably got a little results with the tiebreaker one, but I think seven point three is pretty good. I think that the, the runtime was good. It was about just over an hour. I thought maybe delving into Big Red a little bit more, although. I mean, you depending on how far that scheme, on how intricate it was, it might you know maybe you could add another ten or fifteen minutes onto it, and then it would have been too long. But um, I don't know. It was just I thought it was really well done. So seven point three for bad sport and hoop schemes. So appreciate you guys watching, watching, watching or or listening. Like I said, everything will be in the description box below, uh, free and available wherever you listen. Please. Give us a shout out on any of the platforms. Like I said, we're up on YouTube now. This is the second ever video. So, again, thank you for the support. I'll talk to you guys next time. And uh, Michigan fans watching and listening, go blue. We'll talk to you about that in the coming days. Peace.